Thank you, sir. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Man, you know, sometimes we get <clears throat> things don't go as smoothly as we want them to on a Sunday morning. There's, um, this is kind of a, a spooky thing to say, but there is a little bit of production to church. You know, you, you want your music to, to go well, and uh, you, you want the slides to be up where they're supposed to be, and, and I, I think that's okay. I mean, we're, we're, we're never going to go super crazy with production value because I want worship value over production value, but you want things to go right. And so I get excited when things start to go wrong because that tells me that somebody's in the house that's going to get impacted by Jesus this morning. Amen? And so whenever my guitar falls off, <laughs> come on, and then the, the thing unplugs, that just tells me that somebody here this morning is going to get impacted by Jesus. So Amen. thank God for that. Uh, well, I want to uh, speak this morning uh, about worship. Worship is one of the most important things, well, it, it, that's what we came here to do this morning. And um, we, we worship in song, we worship in giving, we worship in um, prayer. And for me, I've been a worship, quote-unquote, leader uh, since I was about 15 years old. Uh, I started uh, helping on the worship team in, in the youth uh, way back when Jason Harris was the youth pastor. And so... I started cutting my teeth in that, and, and it was a great time, and so I just love it so much. And I, you'll see me uh, when the team is, is singing. A lot of times I'll step away from the mic, and that's not to save you from having to hear me anymore. That's because I just want to listen. I love when we say, hey, just the voices. Y'all, when y'all started singing that, holy, 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 come on, that messed me up this morning. And so um, I, I just... Worship is such a big part of what we do, and it is so impactful. And I thought this morning it would be good to uh, talk, about, talk about worship, just kind of do a little bit of a dive into what the Bible says about, about some worship. And so one thing that we do, um, let me not get ahead of myself. Uh, if you want to turn with me to Psalm 63, I'll let you do that. Uh, I'll give you a head start. There's something that happens in some churches. I don't think it happens in this church. Y'all are just, y'all have such a good attitude. Uh, but sometimes in churches, people show up and they want to know what God can do for them. And so it, it, it freaks people out when they go to church for a few weeks. Maybe they go for a few months and they don't have, maybe they're still having some trouble in their life. Maybe they're still having some issues that they're having to deal with, and they just can't figure out why. Well, hey, pastor, I went to church four times in a row, and God didn't completely, I, I didn't get a new, a new Tesla. What's the deal, God? And I think that sometimes we almost treat God as a cosmic Coke machine. Come on, y'all remember Coke machines? Is that still a thing? Uh, <laughs> In, in Minden Medical Center, y'all, I'm, I'm a podunk kind of guy, man. I get around, I get in a big city like Minden, and I don't know what to do, but we, all three of our babies were born there. And I remember I walked in the, um, Brittany couldn't, she couldn't eat anything, but I had to have something. And so I said, listen, I'm going to suffer, and I'm not going to drink a Coke. I'm going to drink a Sprite. Come on, some of y'all know. Sprite's nasty. Okay, sorry. Don't leave the church because pastor says Sprite's nasty. All right. 
It goes flat in 10 minutes. All right. So anyway, but I went in there and the Coke machine would take a card and I'm like, wow, we have arrived. You don't even have to have a dollar. And you would, you'd, you'd swipe your card. That's dangerous, though, because it has snacks in there, too. You could spend about $26 real quick. And so you would push the button, and it would grab your drink. It, would go, it had a thing. It would go up, and it grab it, and it would come down and spit it out. And it looked cool, but if you open it, it would explode. So, but sometimes, church family, I think that we treat God like that. Come on. Sometimes I think that we feel like, hey, I went to church and I was there. And so I, I, I get something right. I get something in return. Right. Um, and y'all, that's not what it's all about. That's not what it's all about. Listen, God's not here for us. We're here for him. Amen. Amen. And so we worship, we sing, we celebrate. I love to ask you to celebrate. I do that on purpose. That's one of those things I do on purpose. Just like I say family a lot because I want to, I want us to remember, hey, we're a, we're a family here. We're the family of God. But I also say celebrate a lot because I want us to have that positive. Come on, celebrate. Come on. We're not going to be apathetic. Sometimes in small towns, there an apathy sets in. People say, well, you know, ain't going to get nothing down here. No, man. Come on. God, God loves every person in Community Church North Webster just as much as he loves every person at Shreveport Community Church. Come on. God doesn't look at us and say, man, I mean, you guys are kind of rednecks. No, that's not what he does. Come on. We are his. And so we celebrate big. And that's why we celebrate with the Smith family. Ooh, man, I'm going to holler and shout about that one. And so we, we come here uh, to, to do that, to lift up praise. And one thing we do when we lift up praises, when we sing, is we raise our hands. That's why I was going to try to use the, hand, the, the, the headset this morning, because I was going to do a little demonstration. Uh, but we raise our hands. And, y'all, I'm so assembly of God, I didn't know they didn't do that in places. And I, so I visited a church that was not a charismatic church. And I didn't know. I didn't know. And so they got ready to worship, and I stood up. And I looked around, and everyone's looking at me. And I was like, y'all finna stand up too? And uh, thankfully, uh, I was with Brittany's family, and they didn't let me embarrass myself further. And they said, sit down. Sit down. So I was like, oh, all right. So I sat down. And uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that wasn't a thing. And I, I think in a church like that, the only time you raise your hand is if you have a question or maybe you have to go to the bathroom. I didn't know that wasn't a thing. I thought every church raised their hands. Come on. I thought every church shouted. Y'all, we used to do these things called Jericho marches. Who remember Jericho marches? You remember that? Oh, my goodness. Come on. They make you exercise when you go to church at that Pentecostal church. And so, man, we, I thought every church did that. What? And so, man, but there are places that don't do that. But listen, uh, we definitely do that here. Um, so we raise hands. And if you go to different churches, you'll notice that, that different churches, uh, when they raise their hands in worship, some people do it in different ways. And maybe you've never raised your hands in worship. So I want to give you, there's a comedian named Tim Hawkins, and he has a great, he has a great seminar on this, okay? And I want to just share, and I'm going to try to do this with this microphone in my hand, but there's a bunch of different ways you can raise your hands in worship. One, y'all ever been to Black Friday? It's like carrying a big TV. Come on, I've seen y'all at Black Friday. Black Thursday, even. Like that. Some, come on, where are my fishermen at? 
Raise your hands. The fish was this big. Mm. Come on. Some of y'all. <laughs> some of y'all, we're basketball fans. Come on. Block the shot. That's how you raise your hands. Listen, and I'm being silly. Don't, 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 don't get upset. I'm not making fun of raising hands in church. I'm, I'm just being silly. Listen, I don't think it matters how you raise your hands and when you're worshiping, but I do think it matters if you do. Let me, let, me, let me speak pastorally a little bit. I think that when you begin to raise your hands in worship, I think that you begin to step into a new realm of intimacy and in worship. And I remember um, Brittany and I were, we were at a youth meeting, and I was embarrassed. I was, I was afraid to raise my hands. I wasn't, maybe I was embarrassed a little bit, but I was afraid to raise my hands in worship because it was a place that I hadn't been to, and I was, I was nervous. And I started to get a bad attitude. And um, I, I kind of was being a little grumpy, and, and, I was, and Brittany said, what's the matter with you? Because she's praising, y'all. And she, and she just raised her hands and praising and singing. And, and I was kind of being a little grumpy, and she, she finally said, what is your problem? I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling weird. And, and I kind of told her, I was like, yeah, I want to raise my hands, but I'm scared to. And my wife, who is so loving and so gentle, she said, just do it. And then she turned away from me. So, I honestly believe, and I'm talking, if you're here and you, and you don't raise your hands in worship, I don't think that God looks at you and says, man, if they would just raise their hands. I don't think God looks at that. But I do think that when we begin to do that, I think we begin to step into a new level of intimacy in our worship. And church family, let me tell you something. We want to be intimate in our worship. Amen. Amen. So, uh, let's look at. Psalm 63, uh, David says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Come on, we do that. We sing those songs of celebration, of praise, and of worship. And that's why I get excited. And I, I know y'all pick on me because I say, come on, come on. Because, man, I get excited. And sometimes you'll look at me, and I'll look at my team, and I'll just smile. I'm not laughing at them. Maybe I am. I'm not laughing at them. I'm just excited because there's, y'all, there's, there's not much more that gets me just amped up than looking around and seeing my family, come on, my team, my people, my tribe, worshiping that King of kings, that Lord of lords. Come on, holy, holy, holy. That is so good. And they're going to come up and sing that again here in a little bit. But, man, that's so, so good. And I look around and I see that. And, man, it just, ooh, come on. It sets a fire in my heart. Uh, there's a challenge from the Apostle Paul talking more about lifting our hands. Uh, and he says, at 1 Timothy 2, he says, In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God free from anger and controversy. So y'all let's just let's let's stay with that word men. Uh-oh. He finna preach. 
Here I come again. I took a break from stepping on toes for last week, but we coming back for y'all's toes today. Listen, I think that there's no group that has more trouble with lifting hands in worship than men. Y'all good? Okay, because I'm going to go back. There's no group that has more trouble in worship, period. Not just lifting hands, but singing the songs out participating than dudes and I don't know why because we think man somebody's gonna think I'm not tough if I worship God and listen listen I ain't trying to get ugly on you I ain't trying to get ugly on you I was born that way all right listen I stand up here and I used to try to stifle it when I would feel God moving in my heart Y'all, the tears come. It just happens because I'm awestruck. I'm just awestruck. And I used to try to stop it. Not no more, man. I just let them flow. And y'all think, man, look at Pastor up there crying again. Him and Clayton both. (laughs) Can I just share something with you? David is the biggest worshiper in the entire Bible. Psalms written by David are worship. David was a warrior. David was a king. David was a tough person. Sean, he's out here killing bears. He's killing lions. Come on, David was a protector, and he was a fighter. That's a tough man. Men, you need to enter into worship. Men, come on, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to all the guys in the room right now. We're, we, can't, we cannot let the ladies do this for us. If you, and let me tell you something. If you want your children to grow up and worship with their life, not just in church, with their life, that's everywhere they go, you got to start worshiping. Now, what is, what is Pastor saying? Does that mean that I expect you to? No, you don't have to do that. But what I do expect you to do is I do expect you in, in, I shouldn't say expect, but what I think would be great is if all the men, and listen, y'all do a great job. Y'all really do. I just want to celebrate our men's group. Come on, mudbugs. Y'all are some praying warriors, and that's great, and that is so awesome. But I want to make sure that, that guys, we're not afraid to be intimate in worship. That's when the guard comes up, and it's the most awkward part of church. Preaching's cool because we can, you know, pastor might say a joke that's funny, and we can laugh. Oh, come on, brother. But worship It's so intimate, and it's so scary, and I think that when we can engage God in worship, and you know what? Maybe you don't like the song. That's okay. Sometimes I don't even know the song, but what you can do is you can raise that hand and say, God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus, and maybe you're not even singing the song, but you're standing here, and and what I do a lot of times is I just close my eyes. I don't, listen, I don't worry about what y'all are doing. I don't worry about what y'all, because I didn't come, listen, I love y'all, I love hanging out, but I came here on this Sunday morning to encounter Jesus. You're a bonus. Come on. And so I stand here with my eyes shut. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Those two small phrases mean so much. And guys, if you're having trouble in entering into worship and it's, it's, it's kind of freaky, it's kind of scary, it's kind of intimate, I challenge you to start there. So, why raise hands? Why make a big deal? 
Let me just give you something that, that, that messed me up to think about. I like babies, but I love toddlers. Come on, can I say that again? I like babies, but I love toddlers. Because toddlers, when kids start, when they reach that stage, that's when they start really having a lot of fun. And they're dangerous. Babies are just kind of like, oh, that's about it. You know, they, they make smells that are terrible, and they just kind of sit there. Toddlers, woo, do all kinds of stuff. It's something that happens. Y'all, I'm going to do some physical comedy here. Something happens, and if you've had babies, you know, they reach this point where they start pulling up. Juju's here now. He starts to pull up on something, then he'll stand here and he'll hold on to it. And then what he does is they'll, they'll get brave and they'll let go and they do this Frankenstein thing. You know what I'm talking about? Whoa. And what do they do, Clayton? Come on, this, this messed you up as a dad. They do this. They look it and they look up. What do they do? Y'all. That messed me up. When my babies did that, I didn't even know what to say. I went down to them. How much more, how much more does the perfect love of God respond to his babies? Y'all, that messed me up. That messed me up thinking about that. How much more does the perfect love of God respond James 4 says, um, come near to God, draw or draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. When we raise our hands, there's, it means a couple of things. The first thing is that we want to draw near. God, I want to draw near to you. That's what that baby, those babies, they reach. Ooh, that's a big deal. And people will compete, too. You know what I'm talking about? When a baby starts to reach for folks, Juju does this. And, and one lady or or Usually it's ladies. They'll say, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. And he'll reach for somebody else. And they're like, ha, ha, he reached for me, not you. They do that in a Christian way. Um, <laughs> when we reach, come on, God, I want to draw near to you. That's when, when I stand there and I worship and, and I just raise my hands, that's what I want. God, I just want to feel you today. I want to feel you in this house. That's what that means for me. And so keep that in mind. Um, the second thing is worship is an offering. We give tithe an offering. We also give an offering of praise and worship. Uh, Psalm 141 says, O Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. So God, number one, I want to draw near to you. I want to feel you in this place. I want to feel your presence. Two, God, I'm giving you this moment. I'm giving you this moment. And I think it's cool when we raise our hands. There's, there's so many significant things, and we could stay here all morning. But what stays in our hands almost all the time? This thing. We're all the time looking at this being influenced by this, getting information from this. Come on, some of y'all on that demonic TikTok. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Listen, but when we raise our hands, our hands are free. Our attention is only on God. God, I'm here for you. I'm here for you right now. You have my offering of praise. Come on, are you tracking with me this morning? We want to be close to you, God. We want to give you an offering of our time, God, of our heart. And the third thing 
the third sign or the third uh, thing that raised hands can mean is, is, is battle. Come on. You ever hear somebody say, put your dukes up. Get ready. Uh, if you go to All Hours Fitness really early in the morning, there's a guy down there. He's a trainer. His name is Shane. And Shane has these, uh, these ladies that come in and they, they box. And I just, y'all pray for Shane because they will swing at that man and he will duck. And I've been in there watching and I'm just like, Jesus, help that man. Because if she connects, he finna, Lord, he coming home. I mean, and so he got to keep, keep him up. Battle. Battle. There's a story in Exodus. Um, uh, Moses, the Amalekites uh, attacked Israel, and Moses ordered Joshua to send men to fight, and even went himself, uh, and he set up on a mountain, and um, while he, he climbed up on the top of this mountain, and it says this in Exodus 17, it says, So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired. You know, I'm going to share something that just mm, became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. When I was 17 years old, I had gone through a lot of typical teenage drama. Worship team, you guys can come back. I had gone through a lot of typical teenage drama. And um, suicidal ideation, self-harm, drug use, hatred. Such an intense hatred had infected my heart. And thank God for youth leaders that took me to youth camp and and I went to the altar. I can go to the tabernacle to this to this day, which if you if you're not familiar with our campground, that's that that, that that's our church building. Um, and I can go to the exact spot and I pray that I get to take my daughter there one day and, and share this with her. But I can take it to the exact spot where I knelt down and said, God, I want to be free from this this hurt. And church family, I just want to share something with you. Just because you go to the altar and make a decision doesn't mean it gets easy. And so there were many days where even after that, I went through more, more issues, more stupid things that I just wrapped myself up in. And I struggled. And church family, I want to share with you, I, I, I am a Pentecostal. And there... There's been some damage to the, we call it the P word sometimes. I say Pentecostal, I'm not ashamed. Listen, Pentecost does not mean a way that you dress. It doesn't mean a belief. Pentecost is about life change. Pentecost is about walking with such a fire of God in your heart that you become that overcomer. Come on, it's an empowered life. 
and I didn't have that. And so we had a camp meeting. I love this story. We had a camp meeting and Dr. Onsley Ophelia was here and he preached about the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know this story about Aaron and, and her and Moses. And so they, he, he gave an altar call and, and I, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know. I needed something more. I needed that closeness to God. Come on. Some of y'all this morning, you feel that. I need that closeness. I know God. I love God. I love Jesus. But I just don't feel close. And that was where I was. And so they, I went up to the altar. And I thought I was going to get to stop right here. But they drug me up here. And they had these seats set out. And they set me down in one of those seats. And a gentleman got on one, on one arm and a lady got on the other arm and they lifted my arms up and I thought, what are y'all doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And Ansley began to tell this story about Moses and about battle. And he said, son, you're going into battle right now. And they began to pray and my arms started hurting. And it, y'all, if you ever hold your arms up for a while, it starts to hurt. It starts to burn. And it hurt and it hurt and it burned. And I would, I got weak. I couldn't hold them up anymore. So those two held them up when I couldn't. And after a while, I began to speak in a language that was not my own. As Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And that was a life-changing moment. And here's the thing. I want to share a couple more things before we worship again. We need each other. Yes, we need God. Yes, God is our source. God is our sustainer, but we need each other. When we're walking through battles, you might need somebody to hold your hand up so you can still praise. And I want you to know I'm here for you. I want you to know that your brothers and your sisters in this room are here for you. And maybe, maybe a difference maker is you're not engaging in worship. I want to challenge you with something. You sing songs. We sing songs all the time we don't believe. Come on. I've been singing a song about corn for three weeks. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The corn song is, is dreadfully stuck in my head, me and my kids. Why can't we engage in songs that have eternal significance? Y'all, that I'm preaching to myself on that. We engage in worship that's significant. I think there's a fear. And I think the battle presses on us and we get nervous and we'll just, this is what this is what I used to always do. Just grab that seat in front of me. Just grab that seat and hold on for dear life. I think God wants us to let go of the seat. I think God wants us to be intimate in our worship. Two things. Two final things about raising our hands. It means two things. Throughout all history, people raise their hands to signify two things. You guys remember the Hungry Hungry Hippos commercial? And the kid won, he would go, I win! I win! Sometimes my kids do that when they beat me at stuff, and I'm like, put your hands down! You raise your hands for victory. Yes! Come on, I won! Maybe you caught a, I caught a bluegill. Everybody else catching bass and big old catfish, and JB catches a bluegill that big, and I'm like, yes, 
Do you see what I did? Come on. The second thing we raise our hands is surrender. We surrender. In war, they show their hands to show, I don't have a weapon, I'm not dangerous. I surrender. God, I surrender. And so I want us to remember as we worship, remember those things. God, I want to draw near to you. I'm bringing my offering of worship. Maybe, God, I surrender. Or maybe we're celebrating in victory. Thank you, Jesus. You've done it before. You're going to do it again. I claim victory. Church family, there's a significance. There's a significance to us raising our hands in worship. And I think there's some of us here that haven't done that in a while. Maybe you haven't lifted those hands. I want to invite you to do that this morning. If you'd stand with us, worship team's going to sing that chorus a few more times and we're just going to worship together and I want to challenge you this morning come on I'm going to put you on the spot I want everybody in this room you don't have to but I think that you would benefit and I think that God would honor but let's just lift our hands doesn't cost you anything let's lift our hands as we sing this come on worship team
up in this place. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this house. God, I pray that you bless every, every person that was here. God, honor their time. God, and give us a boldness to be intimate in our worship. We just love you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Jason, would you, would you dismiss this brother? Dear Father, be with us as we go our separate ways, Lord. God, us back here.